welcome to another installment of the Shelf Care Interview. I'm Sarah Hunter, editor of the Books for Youth and Graphic Novel sections at Booklist Magazine. Those two roles come in particularly handy today because I have the distinct pleasure of talking to Dave Scheid and Miranda Harmon about their graphic novel for kids, They Are Good Boy, which is out now. Special thanks to Random House Children's Books for sponsoring this podcast. So let me tell you a little bit about our guest today before we get to chatting. Dave Scheid is a radical dude from Chicago. When he's not writing comic books, he enjoys eating pizza. And Miranda Harmon lives in Los Angeles. She works in animation, and Mayor Goodboy is her debut graphic novel. Welcome, Dave and Miranda. Thank you so much for being here. Cool. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Uh, so let's just jump right in. Dave, I'll start with you. Why don't you tell us about Mayor Goodboy and what inspired you to write this story? So Mayor Goodboy is one of three graphic novels that me and Miranda co-created. Hmm. The sort of elevator pitch of it is a small town elects cute little dog as, as the mayor, but he actually takes over. And he hires a brother and sister to basically work for him and smooth things over and kind of just help with the hectic life of day-by-day bureaucracy and all the crazy little hijinks that happen throughout their little town. Cool. And Miranda, your character designs are really adorable and striking. Can you tell us a little bit about what inspired the artwork for this story? Thank you. Yeah. Well, there's so many artists that I love, but I think that when I was designing these characters, I was thinking a lot about Rodney Greenblatt's designs and just like I was thinking about how I could make them appealing, but also like easy to draw for an entire graphic novel. We decided to kind of give Mayor Goodboy like this big goofy smile and make him a Samoyed. And Abby and Aaron, I wanted them to have like really fun shapes and curly <laughs> hair. I love drawing curly hair. So a lot of characters have curly hair. The book is really quite sweet and optimistic about local government, which... I think is pretty unusual in kids' books. So that also might be from my perspective as a slightly jaded adult. And I'm wondering whether you can speak a little bit to how you approach telling a story about local government to kids and maybe talk a little bit about the epilogue of the book where you talk about taking action too. Dave, can we start with you on that one? Yeah, of course. So I think just with like the what's going on in the world and all that, I think a lot of people, including like adults, I think you kind of feel helpless about your situation. You know, you, you want to see the good in the world and you want things to change. And I think a, a really eye-opening thing for me just as an adult is community action. It's mm-hmm. what starts from the bottom. And I think honestly, for the longest time, I feel like I was just kind of like a privileged white dude who kind of just was ignorant to kind of just following politics in general because it like didn't really affect me too much. So I think kind of having an eye opening, maybe, I don't know, let's say like six years ago, really kind of put me in the position of feeling bad about what's going on and kind of figuring out your place in the world and figuring out like, you know, how can you make a difference? And I think for kids, especially, you know, kids are just super regimented schedule and they're told this is what you're going to eat and this is what you're going to do and this is what you're going to read. And we kind of set this idea of when you're a kid, you can't really do much. You have to wait till you're 18 to vote or in high school or do this and that. And I think we kind of just set out to kind of just show kids that they have this power inside them that they maybe not be aware of or no one actually told them about. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something for, you know, with me and Miranda that we take really seriously is kind of treating kids as a serious audience and not just like pandering towards them. Because I think with, especially with a book like this, you know, sometimes all it takes to kind of change a kid's life is for an adult to take them seriously and to tell them, hey, you could do something good, you know, it's not hard, you could go help out in the community garden, or you can give some things away, or you could help feed the homeless, or you could even simple gestures, like you could shovel someone's sidewalk or something like that. So Mm -hmm. I think for us, it was just kind of important to start a little fire that will like, hopefully spread a little kindness, I think, in everyone's world. 
Miranda, can you talk a little bit about that from your perspective as, as the artist on the book? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I just want to say first, like, I, I feel like I'm kind of also a jaded adult a little bit about <laughs> government. But I feel like if I was to like spell out my entire political philosophy for kids, it, it wouldn't be helpful. It would mostly be boring, you know. <laughs> and like the, the last thing I want to do is to make kids like upset or or jaded or discouraged. I used to like work with kids and, and teach them comics when I was working at the sequential artist workshop in, in Florida. And, mm-hmm. and like, no matter what was going on in the world, like working with kids just always makes me feel way more optimistic, just having them draw and just having them like tell me their ideas and talk about their lives. Like it just always makes me feel optimistic. And so I always want to be optimistic for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to try my hardest to make the world just to just to help them as much as I possibly can. And and I think just sort of the basics, kindness and community engagement and just being there for your neighbor, you know, are, mm-hmm. are things that everyone can understand and everyone can engage with. The comic too was that was Miranda's idea. The whole in the back of the book we have that comic about like contacting your local reps. So that was all Miranda. That was written and drawn by Miranda. I, I feel like I don't know, Miranda's yeah. got some good insight about that. Yeah, yeah, we we wanted to leave kids with some kind of basic action, you know, that they could take, like, just Mm -hmm. because I just know, like, when I was a kid, I I also had a lot of feelings about the world and politics, but I had no idea what to do. And I just felt totally hopeless, you know, and and, but but kids can write to their representatives. Kids have a voice. And I I think like a lot of what we see now, like I'm really inspired by the Sunrise Movement because it's like specifically youth-led climate action, you know, Mm. things like that. I think that Mm -hmm. that's happening a lot more, which is like really exciting. Yeah, and I'm hearing this really poignant conversation that we're having about kids getting involved in their communities and feeling like they know their neighbors and are engaged in their cities and everything like that. And I just want to make sure everybody who's listening to this knows that there are a lot of fart jokes in this book. So it's not all (laughs) like, go out and hang out with your neighbors. There's like some really fun slapstick humor. Yeah, I I appreciate that. Because I think I talk a lot about sincerity in comics. And I think with kids in general, kids are just super honest and just like way more intelligent than we think we give them credit for. So I think when you're writing a kid's book, people have this idea that, you know, that there has to be a lesson, there has to be something, you have to teach them something. And I think with this book, we were able to kind of toe both lines with it being, there's still a message, but it's like a genuine message. It's not something we're Mm -hmm. trying to shoehorn into them and just try and hide that they're they're learning a lesson. I think it's important for us, the, the books we create, and for me, especially with just when I'm working on something, for it to be something that I still enjoy myself, whether it's just be like, if the jokes make me laugh or all that. And I think that was never really intentional too, as far as we kind of just set out to make like a funny book that we wanted to make. And it's, I think that the sweetness and the message behind it was kind of just in the background of our brains, I think, of how it came together. And I, yeah, at the end of the day, that's very much, I think it reflects our personalities where we just laugh at barf jokes and funny stuff too, but we're also really want to help people and we really want to be, you know, inspire people to be kind and stuff, but also a lot of fart jokes, a lot of jokes about death, a lot of stuff like that. And that's the kind of stuff that I think that would make us laugh when we're younger. And I think kids have been, kids are going nuts over like the smelly socks and the barf and all that stuff too. So I'm glad that, (laughs) that like Tove, I think in one of the reviews actually was saying it has, it's somehow both like disgusting and sweet at the same time. And I'm like, it's like the best, the best compliment for like our work. I think we can get, so we'll take it. That's great. That's great. Yeah, you can do both. 
Okay, so our listeners are primarily librarians uh, and library workers. Uh, so tell me a little bit about how libraries have impacted your reading or writing or, Miranda, your drawing life. <laughs> Miranda, why don't we start with you here? How, how have libraries impacted you? I grew up in Florida in a small town outside of Orlando, and uh, we lived really close to the library. And it was great because we used to go all the time. And in high school, I would volunteer there, like, like shelving books and also we would like put on shows for kids like puppet shows and I had a great time and it was just really great to have that resource there like I because I always loved reading Mm -hmm. and it was so much fun to just like discover new books and yeah it definitely like exposed me to just a lot of new ideas I think Mm -hmm. And when I was older, like I, I mentioned, I, I was like teaching workshops to kids and sometimes the school would send me to libraries to teach kids how to draw comics and stuff and make little zines. And yeah, it's it's just really, I mean, I just love that there are these like community centers that are available for us. And, mm-hmm. uh, I love libraries. Cool. Dave, how about you? I share the similar sentiment with Miranda just as far as uh, when I was younger, we didn't have a ton of money. So this idea of this place that you could go where you could get books for free. And so I could read monster books and I could read stuff about Star Wars and all that stuff I enjoyed. And just having kind of growing up in this sort of chaotic household, having this place that you could go that was like, there's air conditioning there and it's calm and no one's yelling at you unless you're being a disgusting kid like I was. <laughs> and uh, it's really just like, there's nowhere like it. It's such a cool, unique place. And it was a safe space for me as a kid, you know, and it had just, it was honestly just like this sort of different world, you know? And mm-hmm. I think that's important because well, for a lot of people, kids and adults, the library is like an escape. And even just now, I think just people's perception of like libraries, like the people who know libraries role, like are all about them and they use them, you know, and it's, it, you, sometimes you kind of have to have that reminder of how relevant libraries are now more than ever with certain things like that. So, and even just being professionally involved with libraries, doing comics for kids and stuff, it's honestly such a thrill because we create books so people read them, knowing kids can just like discover mm-hmm. possibly their new favorite book for free through this like cool place they could go and hang out and yeah, it's just it means a lot to us. We love libraries. Yeah, it's so rare that you can go somewhere and have something for free. And I think that's really important that libraries are, are still like giving people the ability to like have access to books for free. Like that's that's huge. Oh, totally. And I, I feel like we take a lot of things for granted. You take going to the movies mm-hmm. for granted. You know, a lot of people, mm-hmm. families can't afford that. Mm-hmm. Like it's so expensive now. And Providing resources like that, or you could rent like a laptop, or you could go watch a movie, or actually in Chicago, there is an amazing youth librarian who I think, I believe it's the librarian in Inglewood. He brings in like a beautician and a barber once a month, and kids could literally just go in there and get free haircuts. That's awesome. And they hire these people within the community. So it's like local beauticians and local barbers there. And it's like, so you're taking money that's funding from the city Mm -hmm. and you're bringing it back into the community. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you're a little kid, sometimes, you know, your look, like your haircut and what you're wearing, like that's so important, mm-hmm. you know? And when I heard that, I was like, <laughs> essentially like in tears because it's, like, <sighs> it's literally like the embodiment of like what a library is. It's like there for the community. And it's like yeah. so much of our book, that's what's in there. It's about like helping people out and all that. And having this amazing resource like that, it's not just books. You know what I mean? There's so many amazing things that people do and you see stuff like that. And you're, again, back to kind of reevaluating your life and being like, When's the last time I did something nice for somebody like that? So sweet and nice. Yeah. You know, and it's like, that's why libraries are amazing. Yeah, for sure. So when you're not writing or drawing, what what do you like to read? 
Uh, Dave, why don't we start with you on this one? It's no secret I'm a huge horror guy, so I'm mm-hmm. super into anything spooky. Mm-hmm. And then, honestly, I kind of just, I read a ton, I feel like, in general. Um, I'm, I'm, I gravitate more towards horror. Uh-huh. Um, I've been really into, I've been reading Joe Hill's 20th Century Ghosts. Uh-huh. So just like a collection of short stories. Cool. I've been super into that. It's got everything I want. It's got vampires, it's got ghosts, it's got slashers, it's got all that fun stuff. So um, honestly, anything spooky, I gravitate towards. So Cool. Miranda, how about you? What do you like to read? I do read a lot of comics and a lot of a lot of manga. I've been really into this manga called My Hero Academia mm-hmm. recently. But I've also been trying to read more prose books. And this year I got really into Ursula K. Le Guin. And I really love science fiction. And I, I read um, most recently her collection of short stories called Birthday of the World. Mm. And I just have like not stopped thinking about it since I finished it. And I, I'm starting to read her book, The Dispossessed, now. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I think that's all we have the time for. Thank you for having us. This was awesome. Yeah, thank you. It was so great talking to both of you about books and libraries and communities and stinky feet and farts, too. (laughs) The most important things in life. (laughs) Also, a big thanks to Random House Children's Books for making this podcast possible. Happy reading. Happy reading.